Thank you, Lord, if you need the words, page number 622. We'll sing it first time with the piano and the second time through acapella. tonight. I hope and pray that you've already been blessed uh, for being in the Lord's house. It's good to have Brother Doug back with us tonight. He, he was out this last Sunday and uh, he's a grandpa again, right? Again? Yeah. And uh, had a, a grandbaby this last weekend and so we praise the, uh, praise the Lord and rejoice with him with that. And uh, good to see everyone out tonight. Thank you for being here. Miss Annie was in upstate New York in the last couple weeks, so we appreciate her being back as well. All right. Well, I was, uh, as I was doing my devotions last week, I came across one of my favorite psalms, Psalm number 23. So that's where we're going to be tonight, Psalm 23. And the uh, Lord just really started to deal with my heart about this psalm. Well, we, we look at it, we, we read over it, we, uh, and it's... Probably most of us, it's our favorite psalm that we have. You hear it read many times uh, at funerals. You'll, you'll, you'll hear it all the time. It's probably uh, the most famous or uh, favorite psalm of, by many Christians today. Psalm 23, and that's where we're going to be at, Psalm 23. Um, Brother Travis is doing a, a, a study in his Sunday school class on the names of God and... Uh, and um, uh, the, this psalm has a main theme, and this psalm is, The Lord is my shepherd. Well, that is a name of Christ. That's a name of God, and it's, the name is Jehovah Rohi, or Rohi. And uh, so, it, which means, The Lord is my shepherd. And I, I was talking to him about that this morning, or, or today, when I was talking to Brother Travis and, uh, about the names of God. And uh, it's a wonderful study to do that. But this psalm talks about Jehovah is my shepherd. God is my shepherd. And, and uh, we're going to be in Psalm 23 tonight. The Bible says, we're just going to read, um, I'm only probably going to get through half of it tonight, uh, but Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He relieveth me beside st the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Let's stop there. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be here uh, to worship you, to praise you tonight. 
Lord, we realize tonight, uh, as we will get into the Word, uh, we are a needy people. And Lord, we need you in our presence. We need you every day, every hour. We need you. Lord, I ask uh, for you to be in our presence this evening. Lord, that uh, everything that's son said and done would uh, bring glory to your holy name. God, I pray that you would help us to take some things from this, uh, these truths tonight and uh, help us to apply it to our lives, to help us draw closer to you. Lord, I do thank you for what you're going to do. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 23, again, is one of probably my favorite psalm, but uh, uh, and to many in here, it's probably your favorite psalm as well. But we're going to look at probably six things tonight about uh, the Lord being our shepherd. And uh, I want you to notice there, firstly, uh, first, the Lord is my shepherd. I want you to notice first the reliance, our reliance. The Lord is my shepherd. Do you realize how much we need him? I mean, every hour, that the songwriter had it right, every hour I need thee, uh, and I believe we need him every moment of every second of every day. I mean, we need God that much. We are totally dependent upon him. In John chapter 15, verse 5, the Bible says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye cannot, or ye can do nothing. You can do nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. We need to get a hold of that right now. We need him. Our reliance is totally upon him. And when I think about that, he is my Lord. He's not just a Lord or uh, just any Lord, but he is my Lord, the God of the heavens. I mean, the creator of the universe, the one that spoke everything into existence. This is the God that I'm speaking of here, the uh, one who is eternal, the holy one of Israel, the unchangeable God. That's who I'm speaking about. Uh, now, Buddha, he's not God. Muhammad, he's not God. I'm talking about Jehovah God. He's the one that we worship tonight. He is our shepherd. And I rely on my Lord. And I hope you do too. I, I mean, we can do nothing without the Lord. He's my Lord, but also he's my shepherd. My reliance is on my Lord and on my shepherd. In the Old Testament, uh, if you study out, sheep died for the, the shepherd at times. But in the New Testament, the shepherd died for the sheep. And um, Jesus is at threefold uh, shepherd. Number one, he's, a, he's the good shepherd. When you study out the good shepherd, you'll find in John chapter number 10, verse 11, the Bible says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. He was the good shepherd and he died for the sheep. But not only is he the good shepherd, but he's the great shepherd. He's the great shepherd. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 20, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. He's not only a good shepherd, but he's the great shepherd. And you think about that for a moment, all the meanings of what, and we'll get into a little bit about the shepherd tonight. Uh, but the great shepherd. But then I see that he's not only the good shepherd and the great shepherd, but he's the chief shepherd. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 4, says, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. He's the good shepherd. He's the, uh, the great shepherd. And he's the chief shepherd. And I'm thankful that he's my Lord. 
The Bible teaches that he died to save his sheep. The shepherd died to save his sheep. That's our salvation. You know, he lives to keep his sheep. That's our security. And then he is coming to reward his sheep. That is our service. And I am thankful for that tonight. I rely on my Lord and I rely on my shepherd. But when I think about this, I think about we are his sheep. We are his sheep. Now, the nature and the habits of sheep make them very different than any other uh, animal out there. Most domestic animals, uh, a sheep are an object of property, and not a, they're not a wild animal. And uh, they are the only domestic animal that cannot ex- exist without man. Dogs, cats... Horses left to themselves, they will become wild and they can, they can survive on their own, but not sheep. Sheep need a shepherd. Not, they, they can't make it. They're totally dependent upon the shepherd. That's ta- I'm talking about our reliance upon the Lord. We need him. And as sheep, we are his property. We are his property. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse 20. For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We belong to him. We are his sheep. We belong to him. See, we are his purchased possession. Jesus Christ, when he uh, came to the earth and lived some 33 and a half uh, sinless years on this, this earth, he came to be born of a virgin and he lived 33 years, sinless years, to die for our sins, to purchase our salvation. You see, we are his property and we are his purchased possession, but he paid the price And it was a great price. It was with his blood. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseer to feed the church of the God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Jesus Christ purchased us with his own blood. See, we we depend on him. He uh, He is our salvation. He is the one that purchased that salvation for us. But when we are, as I look here, we're compared, the Bible says here, we, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. So that makes us compared to sheep. Now, there's some things I want you to notice about some sheep. The Bible says in Psalm 100, verse 3, it says, Know ye not the Lord? He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Did you know that you cannot, tra- you cannot train sheep to do anything? I mean, they are absolute. They're dumb. I mean, they are dumb. And you think about that. God compares us to sheep. We're dumb. And we need him. We need him. You know, the thing of it is, is that sheep are totally defenseless. There's nothing. Uh, you, th- you study out animals. You know, a skunk, they'll, you know what they do, right? Uh, they... they uh, deter their enemies by their smell. You know, porcupines, you know, they all have some defensive mechanisms, you know, or mechanisms in them, you know. Uh, they, some camouflage themselves and, you know, different things. But sheep, what are they? They have no defense. They're totally reliant upon the Savior, their shepherd. And uh, they have no sense of direction either. If they get lost, if they ever get lost, they cannot find their way back. They need the shepherd to bring them back. They must be brought back by the shepherd. They are very easily disturbed. 
the least little thing will frighten them. They're prone to stray. They're, they're very weak and very, uh, uh, they have no strength, very little strength. I think about this. He's, he is my shepherd and I'm his. I am identified with him. There, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. I belong to him. Psalm 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I'm his. Not only am I his, we are his. By creation, we belong to him. And by redemption, he purchased us with his own blood. And by his sustaining, he leads me by his spirit and keeps me by his power. He is mine, and I am totally dependent upon him. I am reliant. My reliance is upon him. The Lord is my shepherd. But I want you to notice the second part of this. It says, I shall not want. When I think about that, I think about relaxation. There's no want. There's no want. Not, I shall not want much. He didn't say that. He said, I shall not want. I shall not want. When, th- when we think about this, what is your desires? What are the things that you want? Think about this. His riches are unsearchable. He owns a cattle upon a thousand hills. He's not limited by finances. His joy is unspeakable. Folks, it doesn't matter what problems that you come in contact with. His joy is unspeakable. His power is unlimited. Nothing can tap out His power. His faithfulness is unfailing. His word is unshakable. His love is unchangeable. Think about that for a moment. I shall not want. Whatever whatever our needs are today... He can provide those things for us. This means that with Christ as my shepherd, there's no need that that he doesn't supply. There's not a need that he doesn't supply. Think about this. When bread ceases, you know what the Bible says? Man should not live by bread alone. When toil comes, he toiled all night and caught, they toiled all night and caught nothing. When money is gone, what did he do? He told them, he said, go to the, the river or go to the, and there will be a fish and there will be a coin in there. He can provide for our every need. When the wolf comes, he gives his life for the sheep. No greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. I read somewhere, I don't remember where it was, and, uh, but the little girl was quoting Psalm 23. And she quoted it this way, The Lord is my shepherd. He is all I want. I think that's good. That's why he should be all that we want. Folks, you know what? When we think about money, finances, when we think about all these other things, you know what? They're all going to (laughs) burn. Possessions. You're not going to take anything with you. I have an aunt that's uh, fairly wealthy. And uh, she's... she's, um, we always tease about because she's so wealthy and she she uh, and she's a tightwad. Okay, that's what we call it. And uh, so she, she, I mean, she has very great amount of money. And um, all the brothers and the sisters, they, uh, my dad's uh, brothers and sisters, they said to her, Pauline, you can't take it with you. And she says, Well, I'm going to try. He says, I tell. One of the brothers said to her, He says, I tell you what. 
He says, you just go ahead and give me a million dollars and I'll write you a check and then put it in your casket for you. You can take it with you. Well, you can't take it with you, folks. Money's going to burn. Possessions, it's all going to be in a heap. It's not going to be, it's not worth anything. You see, when I think about this verse, it's, this verse is God's goodness and His grace to us. It presents an analogy of the shepherd and his total provision for his sheep. God takes care of his sheep. God provides. He's the great provider. But then uh, I I was looking here and I I thought about this. The ability is never uh, in the sheep. The ability is always in the shepherd. He's the one that provides. He's the one that takes care of. I can't do anything on my own. That's the reliance and then the relaxation. But then it kind of goes along with number two. Number three is the rest. Look there, he says, He maketh me to lie down. Now sometimes we just need to wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. To be patient, just to wait on the Lord. Why does the shepherd make the sheep rest? Because the shepherd can see much further than what the sheep can. Think about that for a moment. God knows what's around the bend. He knows what trials and troubles are coming our way. He knows what headaches and heartaches are coming our way. And He wants to give us peace and rest. You see, nothing catches God by surprise. God knows the end from the beginning. He knows exactly what we need and He knows exactly when we need it. See, He's the one that gives us rest. Why does He make us rest? Because we need the rest. Because we don't know what's around the bend. We don't know what's coming around the corner. We can all stand and give testimonies of God's timing. His timing is always right on time. I I believe if I stopped for a moment, we could all testify about God's timing. It's perfect. You know the Bible says that He came in the fullness of time? You know what that means? In the perfect, the right, just the, at the right second he came. And we could all testify of the fact that when, when we have our greatest need, God is there at that, that hour of need. When, not when we think we need it the most, but when we need it the most. He's always there. I think about that. I think about a sheep. Not only will he, the reason why he has to make us rest is because a sheep won't lie down. He won't, a sheep will not lie down on his own. When there is fear from without, whether it's wolves or uh, the enemy or whatever the case may be, sheep won't, they'll, they'll toil all night. They'll be uh, walking about and, and they'll, they, when there's problems within the fold, they won't rest. They won't lie down. Not only that, but if they're hungry, they won't lie down. They won't rest. Why? Because uh, they, they, they must be satisfied. They, they won't lie down. And I see here that he maketh me lie down in green pastures. Sometimes God has to make us lie down. Make us rest. But then I think about number four here. I think about refreshment. The Bible says, He leadeth me beside the still waters. Psalm 63 verse 1 says, O God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee, my flesh longeth for Thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Can I tell you the only thing that can can fulfill that thirsty soul 
is the Lord Jesus Christ. Refreshment. Psalm 107 verse 9, For he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with his goodness. The sheep follow because they know the shepherd's voice. They know the shepherd's voice. The Bible says in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. We know his voice. God directs through his word. As we read God's word, it's his voice coming to us. You know how you know when things aren't right? Or if you know it's God's will? When it lines up with God's word. When we hear from God's voice, his, from the word, of, the word of God, whenever we read from His Word, that shows us clear direction of His will. See, this is, this is how we know what His will is, and we know how God is leading us. It's through His Word. And we must know His Word if we are to be directed by Him. If we don't know His Word, how do we know what His will is? How do we know what direction to go? Think about this, there, the still water speaks of refreshment. You know, he didn't say the raging sea, I lay by the raging river. He didn't say that. He said, and he didn't say by a stagnant pool, he said by the still waters. There's just something comforting about knowing the still waters. The next thing I want you to think about, number five, is Restoration. He says, he restoreth my soul. The word restoreth, it's a Hebrew word, and it comes, from, uh, it comes from a Hebrew word which means to renew or to bring back to a place that w- once enjoyed. And there's a doctrine in the Bible, a doctrine of restoration. It's taught all through the scriptures, and uh, all of us need restoration from time to time. You know, we get... Uh, uh, to be brought back to the place where we once enjoyed. And when we try to make it on our own, we need that restoration. When we uh, stray away from the, the Lord's leading, we need that restoration. When we, we don't obey the voice of the Lord, we need that restoration. We all need restoration from time to time. We've all been there. And God says here, He restoreth my soul. What does He restores? He restores my soul. The Bible says in Psalm 51, verse 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. There should be joy. Listen to me. You know what? I I see that that Christians today are walking around like they're unhappy and uh, because of everything going on in the world. But can I tell you, God is still on the throne. And He's the one still in control. And He's the one that gives us the joy. And listen, all the circumstances, all the problems that surround us, that should not be able to take our joy away. Why? Because He restoreth my soul. Not a soul, not the soul, but not some soul, but He restoreth my soul. Restoreth my soul. As sheep, we also are prone to wander. He restores us back into position of the flock. He restores us to the protection of the fold. And he restores us to the place of fellowship. Think about the prodigal son whenever he went off astray. And he told his father, he said, give me all my, uh, what I, all my uh, inheritance and I'm going to go away. And he, the Bible teaches that he went and spent it on riotous living and uh, and then finally, after all his money was gone, all that he had, 
Uh, he found himself at the, uh, eating out of the pig slop. You know, and then he looked back and he said, Hi, what have I done? And you think about this, and then he goes back to his father. I want you to notice this, that he was restored. He was restored, but what I want you to notice is it wasn't until confession was made. Confession and repentance. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now God wants to restore. There's, there's times all of us need that restoration. All of us need it. And God will restore us back, but we need to come to him with repentance and confession. Lord, I failed you. I was the one I wrong I was wrong. God forgive me where I failed you so many times. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, God restores us by warning us sometimes. Sometimes he brings us he brings things upon our past and warns us, "Hey, you need to watch out." Sometimes it's exhortation. Sometimes it's trouble. Sometimes it's chastening. But God will bring us back to where we need to be. He restores our souls. Think about this. Peter was restored by a look. By a look. David restored, was restored by judgment. Abraham was restored by trouble. Restoration comes. God does bring that upon us. The last thing I want you to know, notice tonight... It says, He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. I think about this, I think about redirection. You know, we go, we're, sometimes we go down this path and God has to redirect us in the paths of righteousness. Why? Because we make decisions sometimes based on uh, what benefits us or uh, what's best for us, but God knows the end from the beginning. God knows what's the best for us, so He leads us in those clear directions, the paths of righteousness, following our rest and refreshment and restoration and comes our redirection. Where does God lead us? He leads us in paths of righteousness. Why does he lead us there? The Bible says for his name's sake he leads us there. He leads us there. Paths indicate a progression. As a Christian, uh, I, there's a, there's a uh, doctrine called progressive sanctification. And what that means is that uh, I once was a babe, but now I'm growing uh, as I study and as I grow in the Lord, I, I continue to grow. We don't continue to stay in that stagnant and that baby stage of our life. We're, we're to grow. We're to continually grow. And progressive sanctification is just that. We, we start out when we're saved. We don't know a whole lot. We don't do a, uh, know a whole lot of things about the Lord. But as we grow, as we grow, uh, that we progress and grow more like Him. It's a progressive holiness, if you will. And uh, the Christian life is compared to as a, as a walk, a run, and a battle, showing a uh, progression in every one of those. For each of these pictures, we, we must see that there is to be a progression made. We're not to remain a baby and uh, remain stale and stagnant. We're to grow. The Bible says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Uh, Christians, we, if you, uh, someone told me this one time, they said, If you are 
the same place you are spiritually as you was last year, then you're not growing. And then, and the thing of it is, is they told me this is. Uh, it was a preacher friend of mine says, if you're in the same place as you was last year at this time, then you're backslidden. And folks, we need to continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow until we get to the place when we die, we become perfect. That's the only time we'll be, ever become perfect is that day that we are on uh, there in heaven. That's when we become perfect. But we're to continue to grow and become more and more like Christ. God desire, God's desire is to lead us into paths that we are uh, we're to take. The Bible says in Psalm 25.10, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth and to, uh, unto such as keep His covenant and His testimonies. Have you ever noticed that many people will like to take the fastest route? They want to take the fastest route, but have you ever noticed that shortcuts often prove the longest route? Exodus chapter 13 verse 17 says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them out not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent, and when they see war, they return to Egypt. Now sometimes that, 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 uh, the fastest way is not the best way. But then I want you to notice the last thing here. It says, For His name's sake. God has connected His name and glory with the walk of his people and the conduct of his people. You know, it's a shame that for a shepherd to lose his sheep, God's not going to lose his sheep. It's not going to happen. Why? Because his reputation is at stake. His promises, we think about his promises. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. We hear His voice and we follow Him. And He has promised us eternal life. See, He will continue to lead us in paths of righteousness because we bear His name. In this psalm we see... Our reliance upon Him. We need Him. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We see the relaxation. Listen, you can try to find peace and joy and, and, uh, and all the things of this world, but you'll never try find true peace and joy unless it's in the Lord. But then rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Refreshment. He's the one that satisfies the longing soul. Restoration and redirection. I hope and pray that as we look at this psalm, maybe we'll look at it just a little bit differently as the Lord is our provision. He's our provider. He's our protection. We need Him. Folks, without Him, do you realize where we'd be without Him? I thought about that today as I was preparing this, this uh, last a uh, few things about this message. I thought about where I would be without the Lord. I would be probably... I know I wouldn't be here. I know I wouldn't be living the life that I'm living now. 
I know I'd probably be in a ditch somewhere. I'm just thankful what God has done for me. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. The Lord is my shepherd. As he's my shepherd, he's the one that I rely on. He's the one that brings rest and relaxation to me. He's the one that can restore my soul. He's the one that redirects me in the paths of righteousness. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I don't know for sure if I was to die today. I don't know for sure that the Lord is my shepherd. I don't know for sure that I'm saved. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but there's some things in my life that's just not right. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? I'll give you an opportunity to come and do business with the Lord, however he spoke to your heart tonight. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you for the promise here that you're our shepherd. Lord, that you're my shepherd, then I shall not want. There's nothing that I have need of because you've provided everything. Lord, everything that I have, it belongs to you. And Lord, I pray that tonight that uh, our church would rely only on you. Lord, that we would look to you as our reliance and look to you as our uh, as the one that gives us relaxation and uh, and rest. Lord, that you're the one that restores and Lord, you're the one that redirects us in the paths of righteousness. Lord, I ask that you would do a great work that only you can. Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. God has spoke to your heart and you'd like to come and have a word and pray with the Lord this evening. I'm going to encourage you to come. you're in an attitude of prayer, I'm going to ask that you would continue to be praying. Pray for Miss Judith. Uh, Continue to pray for her. Um, If you get a chance, you'd like to send her a card. I believe her um, address is in the directory. If you need her address, you can come see me or see Miss Kimberly. We can get you her address. Maybe you can send her a card. Let her know that you're praying for. uh, Maybe uh, a call. Uh, don't bombard her with uh, visits, but if you'd like to give her a call or send her a card, I know that she would greatly appreciate that. I would ask that you would continue to pray for uh, Brother Adam and Miss Evelyn as they have a, um, unspoken. I would ask that you remember that. Remember Brother Greg and Miss Suzanne as they're uh, traveling, and I remember them. Someone else tonight? Yes, Miss Lisa.
Okay. Pray for Randy Law. All right, for prostate cancer, just a decision for wisdom. Someone else? Yes, Brother Tony. Brother Tony, as he's got an interview tomorrow, I'm just asking for the Lord's will and clear direction. All right, someone else would ask that you would continue to pray for our church. And uh, as we grow in number and in, in spirit, uh, again, three little girls got saved this last Sunday after our um, uh, service, our uh, second service. And uh, so we rejoice with them. And uh, Lizzie got to lead him to the Lord. She was all excited. And uh, uh, so you just pray for those. I don't know the names. Do you know the names? Lily, Madison, and Allie. Remember Lily, Madison, and Allie as they made a decision. We, uh, we uh, talked to them about baptism and uh, um, and talk to dad as well and so they're going to be getting baptized soon and trying to work out the schedule because he has to work every other weekend and uh, so you you pray for them as they uh, the Lord's going to be on a, uh, be with them but uh, of course now the devil wants to attack him even more than he did before and so you pray for Lily Madison Allie and then also Jay he got saved here a couple weeks ago all right Someone else? All right, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. and we'll, uh, Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you again for your love, your mercy, and grace. I want to thank you for uh, the privilege that we have to pray. And Lord, we ask tonight, Lord, that you would hear these petitions and answer them according to your will. Lord, I thank of Brother Greg and Miss Suzanne as they're traveling. And uh, Lord, I pray that you give them safety. Give them a good time as they... Uh, are out just enjoying their, their each other's company. And Lord, I ask that you be with Miss Judith, Lord, as she's going through a tough time. And Lord, I pray that you would just strengthen her and Lord, that you would give her peace and uh, uh, comfort during this time. Be with the family as they are ministering to her and uh, just uh, uh, tying up loose ends and just all the things that they have to do. Lord, I pray that you would just be with them and strengthen them. Lord, I ask that you be with... Uh, uh, Randy Laws. He's uh, having to make a decision about this prostate cancer. Lord, I pray that you would give him wisdom. Lord, that he would be very informed and Lord, uh, that you would just uh, give clear direction in that way. Lord, we ask for Brother Tony as he's going in for this job interview. Lord, I ask that you would, uh, Lord, that you would show him that you would uh, shut the doors that no man can open and Lord, that you would, uh, Lord, that you would open doors that no man can close and Lord, I ask that you would just uh, intervene on his behalf. Lord, as these three uh, young people were saved this last weekend, Lord, we thank you for that and uh, the excitement that they have. And uh, for Lily and Madison and Allie, Lord, I ask that you would just be with them. And Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, uh, just use them in a great mighty way as you have a plan for their life. Lord, I ask that you be with Jay as uh, this is 
a young man that was saved here a couple weeks ago. Lord, I pray that you would use him. And uh, I already see a big change in his life. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to work in his life and uh, just put a hedge about him. Lord, I do thank you for our church. Lord, we ask that you would help us to grow in number and in spirit, most importantly. Lord, I pray that you would be magnified and glorified in all that's said and done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Let me give you just a few announcements uh, tonight, and we'll have uh, we'll be dismissed. I want to remind you that this coming Saturday from 5 to 8, this coming Saturday, 5 to 8, we're going to have a church fellowship here and uh, asking that you bring a covered dish. And uh, we're just going to have some games and just get to know each other and have a, a, a good time. So uh, you come this coming Saturday, 5 to 8. Uh, everyone's welcome to that. If you want to bring friends, they're welcome to come. And uh, we'll have a wonderful time. Then on Sunday, August the 13th, missionary evangelist Harlan Barnett, we support him. Uh, he's going to be with us on the 13th in the AM service. He called me and said that uh, he had an opening and was looking for somewhere to preach. So I said, you could come on over here and we'd love to have him. We love Brother Harlan and his ministry. And then Sunday, August the 27th, there's a birthday anniversary fellowship after the services in the PM. Uh, what we'll be doing is just having cake and, and some punch and just celebrating the birthdays in August. And we'll start doing that. We're going to start doing that every month uh, to celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries and just another time of fellowship. And then uh, Saturday, uh, September the 9th at 1 o'clock, there's a teen activity, and uh, my wife's going to need your help, okay? Uh, we're going to need your help. We're gonna, this is going to be a big activity for the teenagers. Uh, we're hoping to have uh, plenty. Uh, I, I'm, hoping, I'm praying for 20 teens to be here that day, and uh, so you pray with me about that. And uh, we're going to do the amazing race, and so we may need you to drive a car, we may need you to host uh, the teens just stopping by for 10 minutes and uh, you watching their activity, whatever they have to do, whether it's running circles 10 times or whatever we, we have for them to do. She'll, she'll give you what uh, she wants you to do. But if you would like to help out with that, um, if you say, I'll be a driver or I'll be a, a, a destination stop. If you, how many have ever seen the show Amazing Race? I know it's wicked. I know. Uh, no, it's uh, okay. A couple of you have seen it. Uh, they just travel all over the world and uh, do uh, different activities. And well, that's what we're doing it just in Putnam County area. All right. And uh, so it'll be a good time for the teenagers. If you'd like to help us with that, please see my wife. And I know that uh, we do appreciate that. All right. Let's uh, take up a Lord, the Lord's offering tonight and uh, have a couple men come forward. Brother Chris, sir, would you please ask a blessing? We love you, Lord. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for all the blessings that you pour out on us every day. We know that you have a, a general love for the world, but a love to perfection for us. We appreciate it. We love you so much. Thank you for everything.
let's all stand. We'll close some word of prayer. Brother Danny, sir, would you please close us?